This is Power Players with Dan Clark. That's Dan with Power Players with Dan Clark. Welcome to this podcast. Of all the guests that I've had an opportunity to interview, not just the famous and superstar Grammy award-winning songwriters and Hall of Fame athletes and Hall of Fame speakers and actors and actresses, it's time for us to dig deep into the heart and soul of one gentleman who loves life. And you can tell it because when you see him compete on a football field, you know that he's having more fun than any other person in the entire stadium. His name's Kincaid. Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. This episode is brought to you by Master Electrical, a number one supporter of Utah athletics. Number 86 for the University of Utah. And this podcast opportunity is for me to dig deep into his soul and figure out why your reputation is so extraordinary, young man. You're the same off the, off the field as you are on the field. You love your parents. You're, you honor your family. You honor your coaches. You honor your teammates. And most importantly, because you're an athlete at the, at the University of Utah, you honor all of us because you represent us. You're so smart, you're so articulate, you're so passionate, and you never say never, you never take a playoff. It's such an honor to have you on the program. Let's get back to your youth. You grew up in in the Las Vegas, Nevada uh, area, ended up going to Faith Lutheran High School, and uh, take us back to your home, take us back to your family life. Had a chance to meet your mother at the Florida game. And she's so proud of her little tiny boy, Dalton. And she's such a classy lady, sophisticated, elegant, polished, professional. And she's so proud of you, and I know you're proud of her. Take us back to your family life. What was it like growing up? Tell us about Faith Lutheran just at the end of this. Um, Growing up was awesome. Uh, My mom's been a flight attendant since she was 20. So she's been doing that her whole life. Comes with great perks as well. Uh, I mean, getting to travel as a kid was awesome. Especially Which airline? Let's plug it. Uh, United Airlines. Yeah, I was hoping you'd say Delta. <laughs> we could get you a better NIL deal with, with Delta any day. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean. Talk to her United, right now. Call United's her. not too bad. Yeah. Uh, but my dad worked in the restaurant business his whole life uh, with the chart house kind of all over the nation, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, high-end, high-end steakhouse. Yeah, I know it well. And then he went on to get his Ph.D. and teach at the University of what did he teach? Uh, hotel management and organizational behavior. And that's one of the only universities in the country that actually has a major in hospitality and restaurant management. Good yeah, for him. It's a good place to promote that, too. So how far out off the strip is Faith Lutheran? Uh, Faith Lutheran's probably 20 minutes off the strip, I'd say. Uh, home was probably 15, but they were kind of polar opposites. So it was probably usually around a 30, 35-minute drive to school there and then usually on the way back it was a little bit longer just because Vegas traffic is awful especially during rush hour so who what other schools were in your league um we played Green Valley my senior year uh I mean Gorman's probably the biggest high school oh yeah but uh that was in the playoffs so that was unfortunately who ended our season but that that's the biggest school we play so now let's get into the high school this is one of the more intriguing stories I've ever heard. So I write a lot of speeches for, for, for professional athletes. 
had a chance to interview Roger Craig, superstar for the San Francisco 49ers, undersized running back, uh, the head coach. Well, he uh, created the entire West Coast offense around Roger Craig, and he only played football one year in high school and got one scholarship offer to the University of Nebraska, and he was drafted. So, so many similarities. Take us back to your high school experience as an extraordinary athlete. Doesn't sound like you were playing every year at every sport. Um, I mean, grew up kind of playing everything. Parents put me in all these sports as a kid. Uh, ultimately, when I got to high school, played football and basketball my freshman year. Uh, played JV basketball and freshman football. And coaches get fired for football. They bring in a more run-style coach. So ended up not playing my sophomore, junior year. Uh, sophomore year, I actually only played volleyball, which was a cool experience, sport I never really got to play. Uh, junior year, I ended up not playing anything. And then senior year, uh, played basketball and football. So do you have good hops playing volleyball? Um, I feel like it definitely did help the vertical a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was just a, it was a fun experience. I mean, I think more so it helped me prepare for living in San Diego when I did get there, play beach volleyball. So Absolutely. I had a little bit of an upper edge against uh, some of the guys when we play against uh, the women's team. So you played football your senior year in high school? How many scholarship offers did you get? Um, I, I think four. Uh, University of San Diego isn't a scholarship program, so it's almost not an offer because you don't get any anything covered, really. Uh, you kind of have to supply for financial aid or get an academic scholarship. And it's the white school up on the right side driving down. Is that 5 or is that 405 when you see it up on the cliff? I want to say it's 5. So let's talk. We were talking, and you had an alumni uh, party, and who comes to the alumni at the uh, University of San Diego? Not San Diego State, mind you. The University of San Diego and what did you say? Those who go to San Diego State always work for those who go to the University of San Diego. Yeah, that's that's always what we kind of say there. Uh, it was at the alumni. Was it an alumni meeting, an alumni party, an alumni game? It was the uh, the alumni game was this past weekend, and of course I still have some great friends there. So I was looking at you know some of the highlights, and one of the people they kind of mentioned just being at the game was uh, an astronaut. So I mean you don't really see that from all schools, and I think that's. One of one of few astronauts that they've had graduate from the University of San Diego and a Navy SEAL. Yeah, there's keep actually, going. There's a guy who I wish I knew his name off the top of my head, but he he was a Navy SEAL and then became an astronaut, and he also has a bunch of crazy accolades that he's compiled through his career. Well, so what are the other three schools that came calling besides University of San Diego? So they come to you and say, "Hey, we want you to play for us for free." That's. I mean, you got to credit them just for the recruiting, just because it's so difficult. Uh, so they definitely have to have a good pitch. But I mean, I think the selling points more than anything just being able to live in San Diego and go to uh, what they consider a very prestigious school um, academically. And the reality is, when you get old like me, you look back and realize that we become the average of the five people we associate with the most. Absolutely. Which means we must be willing to pay any price and travel any distance to associate with extraordinary human beings. So one of the reasons why we choose the schools we do is for the people we're going to meet, the friends we're going to make. My dad always told me, identify the thoroughbreds of your generation and keep in touch. So 
What were the other three schools that recruited you? Um, Black Hill State, if you ever heard of that. Is that uh, in North Dakota? It's all these schools that recruited me were North Dakota, uh, Northern, Washington, just the, the very the very tip, uh, as close as you can get to Canada, basically, uh, Northern Idaho schools. Really? Yeah, so all, a lot of uh, D2, D3 schools uh, definitely heavily recruited me. So what did you play in high school? I played receiver. Always? Tight end or outside receiver? You can go uh, I was probably 185 pounds, so definitely receiver, yeah. Yeah. What happened to me? I came out of high school 6'3", 172 pounds, so I was a wide receiver DB. So what made you choose San Diego, just the academic influence of your, of your parents and seeking a high education, a great, very prestigious education? Yeah, that was, that was huge for me, especially with my dad being a professor. Uh-huh. Uh, academics was always big, but, uh, I mean, the location was a huge selling point. Um, the program is very successful as well. Uh, I think we've won eight or nine consecutive uh, conference championships. So, really? Yeah. And Were they pro style? What was the offense they ran? Uh, we ran a West Coast style offense. Uh, so you stayed at University of San Diego one year, and then what happened? How did you hear about the University of Utah? Um, during COVID. So I was actually at University of San Diego for two years. So I, uh, I played my what would be my freshman and sophomore year. And then uh, during 2020, COVID and the pandemics all happening, uh, we get sent home, I believe, in like March around that time. Uh, so that was the longest I'd been home since I'd gone to college. Uh, it was usually I would come home for probably just a few days just because growing up in the Vegas heat compared to the San Diego weather is a, a big difference. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then kind of just knowing I, I had the ability uh, to go play at a bigger school, a more reputable school for football definitely. Uh, so just knowing that I could kind of take that chance on myself and I believe in myself. My parents believe in myself, and uh, they gave me the green light to go ahead and do that. So definitely save them a few dollars as well. Absolutely. Uh, not having to pay for school, living in San Diego, all that comes with that. How did the youths hear about you? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I think it's just kind of you go into the portal, and it was all new to me. So I was kind of asking people that kind of had experience with transferring, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It was what I never really got to experience in high school as a senior, um, so it maybe it wasn't the best time to go in the portal, uh, just because it was usually around a time when all the schools kind of used up their scholarships. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the offers that I did get when I did go in the portal were more preferred walk-ons, saying that, you know, we'll, we promise we'll get you a scholarship in a year or next semester. But the youths actually pulled out the contract and said, we want to put you on full, full yeah, ride. They had the ability to put me on scholarship right away, and... I mean, it was a great opportunity to come play for a, a great program. Uh, and the biggest selling point for me was kind of the consistency in the coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, at San Diego, I didn't really have that. I think I had four or five different tight end coaches within two years, which has got to be a record. But yeah, uh, I mean, you look at Utah, everyone who's been here uh, has been here for a while and has come back. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of former players coming back to, to coach. And that means... So let me uh, let me cut right to football. So you're an impact player. Biggest, biggest stars, biggest players make the biggest plays in the biggest games. But that has nothing to do with you because you come to play in every play in every game. So 
I love interviewing folks, my books and speeches. So I've interviewed, I would say, at least the top 10 collegiate coaches and pro coaches, you know, Belichick and you know, Saban and Urban Meyer. They all agree that winning and losing a football game boils down to six plays. And you never know what those six plays are until you're driving home. And so I watch you, bro. I watch you every play. And the coolest thing is when I come in and work with the team, I've worked with so many of the teams in the NFL, is I come in and I tell them that, and then we go to practice, and I say, you can't afford to take one play off. You cannot afford to take one play off. So my ultimate compliment to you, Dalton, is as I watch you, you never take a play off. And if you look at the highlights of the game last night against USC, you were one one catch shy of an NCAA record that would never be broken. But they don't talk about all the plays where you blocked. They didn't take into consideration all the pass uh, routes that you ran with perfection to allow another uh, teammate, another melee or somebody to get open. You are such an extraordinary player have you always just been raised that way? You never take a playoff. Everything matters. You go down for a downfield block, and if you don't make that block, we don't have a, a, a giant gain. You never take a playoff. So do you know that? Do you, do you consistently commit to that at the beginning of the game? Do you just focus and get your energy level back up for the next snap? Tell us how you how you focus because the people who tune in here mostly are not elite athletes. They want to know how you do what you do so we can basically take that and apply it to our everyday lives in the workforce as family men, you know, as community activists. Teach us. Um, for me personally, I feel like a lot of it uh, kind of has to do with all the influences I've kind of had in my life. Uh, great coaches, great teammates that have had a, a heavy impact on my life and I mean, like you mentioned earlier, uh, you become the five people you kind of surround yourself with. Um, so just knowing, and I mean, taking the coaching to heart, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that coaches try to do is get get the best out of a player because that's ultimately what they want and for themselves and for you as a person. Um, and more than anything, kind of just knowing, you know, the next snap's really never promised, and that's applicable to life. Like, the next day's never really promised to anyone. Uh, and in football, I mean, every play, uh, you know, something crazy could happen. I mean, you could be not involved in the play and get hurt, uh, injured, and you never know what, what could really happen. And, uh, I mean, one of my best friends went down with an injury this year, and I know more than anything he, he would want to be out there and help us and contribute and have these experiences that we're having and just knowing that, like, he can't do that and he couldn't control that really. Uh it hurts, and it makes you want to you want to play harder for that. And I mean, what you do put on film is kind of who you are, and that's what's preached a lot. Is I mean, you are what you put on the film. The film really doesn't lie, and that's kind of my approach with a lot of things in life. Is I mean, got to give it your hundred percent, or else I mean, you can't really leave it to question. This episode is brought to you by Master Electrical. Thank you so much for taking care of our electrical needs. So Utah is famous for recruiting a lot of two-star athletes and turning them into three- and four-star athletes. So let's be uh, put your humility in your pocket coming out of high school or coming out of the University of San Diego. What would you classify yourself as as far as a star athlete? 
I don't think I had a star coming out of high school at all. Not um, even a one-star athlete. I don't think so. Um, so. But then you proved yourself at University of San Diego. So what do you think you were coming out when you entered the portal? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I never really kind of paid attention to any of that. Um, I mean, even still to this day, I, I, I don't really like to focus on any of that. Uh, I can kind of just control what I can control and someone kind of just labeling you as a three-star, four-star athlete uh, is kind of just their own opinion. So, I mean, more than anything, that's their opinion about you. So, But it's more of a national scale now, three-star athlete, four-star oh, yeah. athlete, five-star athlete. So I'm, I'm milking you for this next question because whatever star you were, let's say you were a one-star coming out of high school, and let's just say you were three-star coming out of the University of San Diego, but you are clearly a five-star athlete right now. So with this transfer portal and what the NIL question is all about, it's not just recruiting, but it's retaining our star players. And rumor had it that you were getting sugar daddies from some huge programs around the country. And I know I can, I can you know, whip out schools like Alabama. <clears throat> Alabama, you can tell I choke up when I say that word because I just remember the sugar bowl. And, you know, it's no, never roll tide around here. But you heard from... Sugar Daddy in Alabama offered you big bucks and some other SEC schools, I understand. I don't know if you want to mention them on the air, but tell us why you turned them down as a young man and decided to stay at Utah. Um, I mean, and we, did they happen at the beginning of the season? It was definitely during summertime. And, I mean, with NIL and the transfer portal, uh, it was kind of just the wild, wild west. And, I mean, you you saw what happened all throughout the country. All these schools bring in these these big guys, and uh, kind of just no repercussion at all. No, it's just whatever happens happens. And they come and then they leave in a week, or they come yeah. and they leave in a season. You know. And I think the biggest thing, kind of with sports, and especially in college, is uh, I mean, you go to a school and you want to become a proud alum of kind of the school you went to. Uh, so in college, in particular, I mean. You want to go to a school that you can represent and be proud of for the rest of your life. And you definitely want to show loyalty to your school. And I think that's something that kind of the trench portal NIL is going to almost not ruin with college football, but it'll take it away a little bit is kind of that pride that you have just, you know, representing whatever program that you go to. Uh, and there's just so many guys that came back this year. Uh, we, had, we had a lot of big goals and, really take away knowing a whole offense uh, having great chemistry with the quarterback uh, having great coaches that you know trust you and want the best for you um, so just knowing that the stability and loyalty to the school was kind of just a no-brainer decided to stay here I love it we're glad you did so let's shift gears personal what do you do to get ready for a game on game day Take us from the time you wake up, and let's just say it's a 12 noon game or a 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. game. So there's two different mindsets, I know. So tell us what you do. Those early morning games are a little more different. Uh, schedules kind of just pushed up a bit. Uh, you do more stuff the previous night. Uh, you're waking up a little bit more early. Um, for me in particular, I, I kind of just like to listen to music that doesn't really hype you up. It kind of just – I like country music a lot, so that's, that's my go-to game i'll listen to country music some pop like, music which are your favorite favorite artists um i like 
Chris Stapleton a lot. Yeah. Um, he's one of my go-tos. I like Luke Combs, Morgan Wall, and all the, all the, the new big guys. Uh, but Chris Stapleton, especially when he was with his band, uh, I liked him a lot. That raspy voice, baby. He could get you fired up for a game. <laughs> yeah. Springsteen, Springsteen's one of my favorite songs. Oh, yeah. yeah big time. Um, but yeah, I think music's a big, big influence on it. Um, do you wake up in the morning listening to music or do you, you know, you take a shower, you know, RJ Huber said he has to take a shower right before the game just so he kind of gets, you know, recalibrated, even if he's already taken one during the day, takes another one before the game. You any, have any like rituals or superstitions? Um, I make sure to run around the field when I come out for warmups. That's one of my main things. Uh, cover the whole field, and just run around the circumference of the field. Uh, so that's what I do as soon as I come out, and that's probably one of my most consistent uh, like pregame rituals that I have. So what's your favorite food? Favorite I love food? a good steak. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with steak. So are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. I Not knew married. the answer. I just wanted to make yeah. sure we got that on tape, baby. <laughs> Not married, no girlfriend. So this is eHarmony.Utah. <laughs> You know, sign up. We'll give you an 800 number and a 900 number when we're done here, you big stud muffin hunk of burning love. So if you're a batch and you have to default, what would you? What kind of food would you cook for yourself? And come on, you're so articulate and smart. Don't say a hot dog. I'll have to rip your lips off. Come on, baby. Oh. What do you eat? What would you fix yourself? Um, I actually got a, the, new, the Traeger Ranger. It's like oh, a yeah. Traeger. So we did uh, some smoked burgers couple hours ago, actually. That's good. Yeah. yeah. My son works for Traeger. And yeah. Jeremy Andrews, huge Utah fan. He's the CEO. He's huge. That's, That's awesome. good. Okay, so what's your favorite movie and why? Favorite movie. That's tough. I, I love movies. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, The Great Gatsby. That's, I'd say. No kidding. Yeah. The Robert Redford version. Uh, I like the Leo. The Leo oh, version. Oh, yeah. 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 That's good. Have you ever been to, to, I think it's called Long Neck, Long Island, or whatever it's called? That's where the actual mansion was there. That's kind of the last. So, so why The Great Gatsby? Uh, I like the, the plot a lot, the storyline. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of foreshadowing throughout the, the movie. Um, and just the storyline, I think, is pretty neat. So it's not rocky. It's not... You know, Top Gun, Maverick, none of those, no. No, and I, I shy away from scary movies. Yeah, <laughs> Bench Warmers has always been one of my favorite movies. I could probably quote the whole movie, but I've watched that ever since I was a little kid. That's cool. This episode is brought to you by Master Electrical, a number one supporter of the University of Utah running Utes. So when you get a chance to play on Sunday, let's just talk about who your favorite programs are that – that are inspiring programs. You mentioned the reason why you wanted to come to Utah and why you've stayed with all the temptations of the NIL and the, and the transfer portal, the stability, the tradition, the continuity of coaches, the system that you would, you would be able to thrive in. What would be your favorite two or three teams that you'd want to be drafted by? That's a tough question. Um, I mean, when I, when I kind of ask... Uh, people who have experience in the NFL, I think the biggest thing that they always say is the culture kind of around a team. Uh, Some of the guys I've talked to have played for multiple different teams who kind of have different cultures, and that's a a huge impact on 
the outcome of that team too. Uh, so the more you look at these successful teams, especially in the NFL, uh, you have to believe that they have good culture, and I think that starts with the players and the coaching staff. Um, so playing for a team with some veteran players that have a good influence on the culture of the team uh, is something that I'm definitely looking for on a program. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, whatever team believes in me and wants to give me the opportunity, is I'll be proud to play for 100%. That would be awesome. So do you have two siblings? Yeah, older brother and older sister. So what do they do, and are you close to them? What did they teach you? Uh, my sister is actually in her residency right now, so she's going to become a, an emergency doctor uh, quite soon. So she's living in Denver right now. Cool. And then my brother, is he's a flight attendant right now. And Not for United. Come on, man. Uh, no, he's a flight attendant for Allegiant. Um, oh, yeah, out of Vegas, yeah. Yeah, they're helping to pay for flight school, too, I think, with the lack of pilots. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're interested in it, they uh, help out a little bit. So he ultimately wants to become a commercial pilot. So cool. Yeah. So if you had if you, if you you had one hour to live, what would you say to the world? What's your message? Go and experience the world as much as you can. Uh, go outside. I think that's the biggest thing is go outside and just kind of experience all these different places that you can go to. So your hobby is travel. What else would you have as a hobby? Uh, I, I'd love to travel more. Um, hopefully I will at some point when I have some more time. Uh, but g- golfing's definitely up there too. Yeah. So Coach Witt, he, go- he goes on file saying that you're the very basketball, be- very best basketball player on the football team and without throwing our basketball team under the bus, why don't you walk onto our basketball team with you and help us? Why are you so selfish? <laughs> I, I love basketball. I would actually have to deflect that and say Devon Bailey is the best basketball player. Really? Yeah. So why don't the two of you walk onto the basketball program? Come on, you'd finish your season. and I would have loved. Uh, I was def- a two-sport guy. I played baseball. So once you yeah. put the pads away, you can do whatever <laughs> you want to do. Come on, man. I mean, I, I would love to go play in a game. I think that'd be a, a pretty cool uh, accomplishment. Well, let's see what we can do. I hope the coaches are watching this program so they <laughs> yeah. can knock on your door. So if um, if project yourself five years from now, where do you want to be with your, with your intellect, with your business acumen, with your education? Um, football season's only halftime. You know, Steve Young's one of our heroes, and he went to law school on the offseason, and so many of these superstars that I've become good friends with, they did something on the offseason to better themselves, to prepare their future, prepare themselves for the future. And I say that, bro, because it's something you brought up. And last night in the game, there was a hush silence over the stadium when you went down. And, you know, the, the medical and the coaching staff that surrounded you, we couldn't see what was injured. We didn't know what was going on. And when we saw it was your knee, and with my background having a serious injury, that's at the forefront of every athlete's mind. And yet you play with reckless abandon. You go up and catch these unbelievable catches in, in traffic. You catch it and you, you, know, you motor for another three or four or five yards while these dudes are trying to take off your head. There's a chance. So what, what's your future look like? So maybe you play in the NFL nine years. Maybe you get your third contract. You stay for 12 years because you're so resilient. You're obviously in awesome shape, but let's just project life without football. What do you think you're going to end up doing? 
Um, I actually just recently started uh, towards my real estate license. Uh, real estate's always been something I've been interested in. I've probably seen every real estate show you could see on TLC and Netflix. Um, so definitely investing in some property, uh, kind of seeing where real estate's going. Um, kind of trying to, I mean, I feel like real estate, you're always just trying to predict what's next. Um, so I definitely want to do that. Um, I mean, I hope to have a family. I think becoming a dad will be awesome. Yeah, it'll be a good dad. A huge accomplishment. So I have a single daughter. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think yeah, just becoming a dad, having a family will be awesome, and just being a, a big part of that too, uh, being present in it, and just you know, being the best dad I could be. You'll be an awesome dad. So. Any male can be a father, but it takes a special man to be a dad. I like the difference in the words you use. Trust me. So who is your inspiration? Uh, let's just itemize your dad and your mom, obviously. Um, are you a man of faith? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it definitely has a big impact. Um, I usually pray before every game. I do pray before every game uh, and every practice. Very cool. And you're the godfather of of uh rj hubert's son noah yeah i i'm not sure if it's official on paper anywhere but uh honorary i'm absolutely the godfather okay so final question who in the nfl inspires you current or past who do you emulate who do you see yourself as because you're such a utility tied end, but you have you have so much skill it just is unbelievable so who would it be or one or two players that you emulate that you you would hope to be compared with with as you start setting NFL records when you're done setting NCAA records? I mean, you look at the current tight ends now. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey is the, the, the name that pops out. Uh, I mean, that's kind of who you want to be. He's dominant, and he's always open. So I think that's 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 the number one goal. And then kind of just be tenacious like Kittle, uh, oh, especially yeah. in the blocking game, but especially after the catch for both those guys too. They do some special things with the ball in their hands. Okay, so there you have it, Dan Clark, Power Players, with Dalton Kincaid. And I can't thank you enough. You're the most impressive young man on the planet. And I know all the other players who have been interviewed are going to be watching this. So let's just put it down that as a songwriter, I would write a song about you, but I don't know what rhymes with Stud Muffin, Hunk of Burnham Love, Million Dollar Smile, Voice of God. And my daughter's just a little bit older than you, but I think she'll wait for me to sign your contract before we move on. Here you have it, power players, and go Utes! The views and opinions expressed on the Power Players podcast do not necessarily reflect those of KUTV or Sinclair Broadcast Group.